0: Thank you for listening to Take Two, plus the only podcast out on the internet now suspected in the Hoffa murders. just want to uh, take a second and address what's happening here. I'm not sure if it was you, Karen. doesn't matter, but let me be clear.
1: I guess it was our Irishman podcast that gave us a whale a long time ago.
0: For having me. I think she's been talking to the FBI about us. She's a snake. I always knew there was something wrong with Karen. Yeah she's banned she's listening to take too close yeah, I always, that brings our I listener count to zero yeah.
1: <laughs> the following may contain harsh language poorly communicated ideas and does not reflect the opinions of iHeartRadio
0: this week's episode is brought to you by a very special company, a company that uh, I can actually vote for personally, and this is the uh, Domestic Monument Company. Uh, what happens is they create lifelike cement sculptures of your, uh, say, just cherished pet of something, dog, cat, and uh, what they do is they fill the animal with cement so that when it hardens and expands, goodbye skin and guts, hello, Domestic Monument. It's a concrete statue designed by concrete experts trained for about two weekends, on how to keep your family solid as a rock. Join us as we look at the good, the bad, and the ugly of the movies while uncovering the sexy and ooh, sometimes slutty secrets of your favorite celebrities. My name's Chris. I'm Sean. And I'm Tyler. This week, we looked at first movie, third round pick for Tyler in our new 2020 Corona Revenge movie draft. I can't actually even pronounce this name. So Tyler, what movie? did we watch this week?
2: I'll give you the uh, white man pronunciation, which Thank is you. Harry Carey. I just think Stand down entire- and
0: stand by, Jacob. We have one of the Take Two Plus dancers. Oh,
1: we got <laughs> groupies
2: already, Chris.
1: Thank you. You're sweet. I had no idea. All right uh tyler why don't you get into discussing how this episode's gonna work again like you always do
2: all right so the rules of the game are last week we launched this revenge series by each picking our top three films that fit the category we'll now discuss one of them a week to determine our top nine revenge movies ranked in order we then tally up points based on standings which means if your films end up in one, two, and three, you get a total score of six. For all You're our mathematicians that out
0: there, if I my first three picks, uh, I was landing. hoping so much this joke was dead. No, this joke ah. is just getting started. I'm trying to figure this out. I'd never actually understood it during the Hitchcock draft, so right. I just right. want Let's to make sure I get it. Chris. Yeah. So how bad do you have to be in this game to get a score of 17, uh, Tyler?
1: <laughs> get a score I of think 17. you and I both know the answer yeah. to that question, Chris. <laughs> Refer
2: to our previous 11 uh, podcast episodes, you know. But once we tally up all those points the lowest score will win which means it's in your best interest to highlight what makes your pick so great while emphasizing why someone else's choice might not be so good this so week you're is my...
0: saying <laughs> god it's so funny okay She's here mad. we go have a kiki oh, I god. Yeah, I you. no i love that I get... song they sing it all the time and it's so catchy <laughs>
2: I'm, I'm gonna do gonna a eat. disclaimer on behalf of all of us right now for the like terrible pronunciation that you're about to hear over the next 40 minutes or so. I'm gonna, gonna actually try. No one yeah, else gonna is gonna try. try. And I'm gonna really laugh at him trying, so <laughs> you may have to edit that out. This is my uh, third round pick. It's a 1962 Japanese film, Kiwi, directed by Masaki Kobayashi. Sean,
1: give us a synopsis. Harakiri? Okay. All Harakiri! Right. <laughs> <laughs> When peace breaks out in Japan in the 17th century, thousands of samurai find themselves without a clan, out of work, and in poverty. When such a fate befalls a samurai, many choose to commit ritual suicide, otherwise known as harakiri, ritualistic, self-inflicted disembowelment. In this story, an elder samurai named Hanshiro Sugomo, played by Tatsuya Nakari, seeks admittance to the house of a feudal lord so he can commit the act. Once there, he learns of the fate of his son-in-law, a young samurai who had previously sought work at this house, only to instead have been forced to commit harakiri in an excruci- uh, excruciating manner with a dull blade made of bamboo. This, oh, revelation, <laughs> this revelation sets in motion a tense showdown between the elder samurai and the house, as the former extracts revenge on the latter. This is a beautiful um,
0: movie, by the way. I haven't seen this before. This is a beautiful yeah. movie. I'm not
1: sure how you what you call it. Um. <laughs> harakiri. I was <laughs> like, how are the subtitles going for? Her? And you're like, this movie has subtitles yeah <laughs> and then you're like yeah you're not watching the right movie but yeah.
0: yeah so actually it took me a little it took me a take two plus uh to turn off uh the hunger games uh catching fire and turn on haraka
1: okay why don't we go into some bits and pieces for this movie before we get into what we feel about it directed by masaki hey. kobayashi an artist who liked to turn critical eye towards the human mm-hmm. condition he even made an entire trilogy of films that look at exactly that and is called appropriately enough the human condition series now these are like three three three-hour movies, like nine hours total. I just added them to my list today. We'll see how they are eventually. I've never seen them. All right, so the film was written by the uh, same writer as uh, Akira Kurosawa used for the films Rashomon and Seven Samurai and Throne of Blood. His name is Shinobu Hashimoto. He came up with the idea of looking uh, at the day of the life of a samurai when he was writing Seven Samurai for Kurosawa. And that was kind of like the genesis of this film. He wanted to look at the day of life of a samurai. But then he found the short story that the, the actual film Harakiri, Harakiri is based off of, and then he kind of adapted his original idea to help it fit into the story. Uh, Kurosawa sword fights usually come across uh, like an art form, if you've ever seen an Akira Kurosawa film. They're like very graceful and beautiful. Kobayashi in this film, he makes his, uh, his battles more grimy and realistic. For instance, at the same time that this film uh, was shooting, both Yojimbo and Sanjuro, which are Akira Kurosawa samurai pictures, they were filming around the same time, and if you were to watch those films and put them up against this one, they're just completely different experiences, tonally and just in how they look. Uh, Kurosawa is much more of, I guess, you, I mean, he wasn't really a popcorn filmmaker, but compared to what this film is, he was definitely much more. He was though.
2: probably the most like popular Japanese
0: film. I have a legitimate however. question.
1: When it yeah. comes to these samurai movies,
0: are they all taking place like with a, within a certain period of time, like historically? Or is it like a, the, the yeah. Wild West? Like a Western, that pretty much takes like, <laughs> what 19th century kind of thing uh, yeah, yeah i, I mean samurai... i don't know it as well 17th century like a... i think yeah, this it's... film
2: is somewhat early like i think uh like i would say like 1600s to like maybe the
0: end of the century. but is that what like, like seven is his... and all these like akira kurosawa ninja movies like
1: they're roughly set in the 1600s i would say this film takes place a weird day end... eh? at the end of the 17th century which is when the samurai were dying out so
0: yeah it's
2: 1630 in this movie right
0: yeah, I think, yeah, I think so. It century. must be exciting, though, because uh, up until then, it would have just been, like, tradition to probably, like, pass on these stories, like, orally, mm-hmm. oral sex-wise. Well, uh, that's why Japanese uh, films, definitely. I mean, samurai films,
1: were always huge in Japan, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, no, but, but the I mean, more so you, you see it on stage, and guess what? Here's something that I found very interesting about this film. So beautifully shot. It's such a well, pleasure to look at. let's get into that at. in a
1: minute. Let's get into No, but let me just ask you this Isn't like?
0: it interesting that Asian cinema in the early 60s and American cinema were very similar even though the content of what they have to offer is so completely different but like the way they communicate it visually?
1: Visually um, an aesthetic? Yeah. I mean, there's a certain, like, I would argue that in like the 60s, 50s, maybe a little bit, mostly the 60s, like cinema. In a, in a universal sense, started to use the same language a lot more than they had prior to that. Like, films were very much a distinct thing before the 60s, but once French New Wave came in and once French art, uh, critics started promoting people like Alfred Hitchcock and other critics, like, everyone started using the same language a lot more. And so I think that movies started to, like, reflect other... Uh, other Cultures? like Cultures, yeah. So uh, would Kobayashi in be influenced by Hitchcock?
0: Uh, or Take I, I Two mean, Plus? To, to,
1: yeah probably take two plus Probably take two plus yeah but hitchcock probably to a degree not like huge like in they are in europe i don't think like it was quite as big as it was in europe in mm-hmm. terms of north american cinema but from, i am sure he knew of him
2: i'm sure from the reading i've done on this film and just other like a Kurosawa movies and other japanese films like a lot of the big name directors started as assistants under other working directors in japan right. so i think a lot of their influence was internal just by the fact of like being mentored by people and then going on to make their own films. Not to say they didn't watch Hitchcock or whatever
0: else outside of uh, Asia. Like the States, right? like, they had It, have it was
2: a... built within a studio system within yeah.
0: Japan. Was one like, of those like things the probably, where there, there was as many films system. coming out or were there fewer films, but they were just all much, like, much more solid film. No,
1: they like, had a huge pipeline. pipeline. Kind
0: of films in Japan, yeah. like that. They had a
1: huge pipeline. No, they had a huge, like they had a huge, like they made a ton of content. And okay. like they, like I said, it's like, it's very much like the American studio system. Like I would say like the Japanese studio system lasted longer than even the American studio system, at least like later into the decade. And the other thing, I mean, going back, I guess talking about this film as a samurai picture, in, a, in reality, this film is more of an anti-samurai picture. It's a subversion of the typical enjoyment that Japanese audiences would get from seeing a samurai uh, film like they're used to with like a Kurosawa. Uh, this film really has no action in it at all until like the final 30 minutes. And while that I final duel, which we'll get to, I think, I mean, I don't really want to talk about it right now either, but like that no, is. No, like, I think we should talk about it. Okay, here's ever. the thing
0: about the duel. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, the whole idea behind, uh, there's a couple different words for, for what harakiri is, right? There's like Japan has two different words they have harakiri and they have sopoku. Uh Sepoku is like the more usual, the more used word for what harakiri is, harakiri is like the more vulgar word um but it's basically a form of atonement for us for a samurai as he dies he's both punishing himself for his failings while atoning at the same time for them by taking his own life so it's a very it's a very important aspect of this culture especially in this time right in the 17th century so it's an interesting idea because it's also a very aggressive idea that in the 60s you know it's never been explored before at this point
0: can i ask you one question though when it comes to this movie and the idea of this uh harakiki or whatever Harakiri. harakiri harakiri
1: Like it's easy for me to say, now. I have to correct all you modifiers so much. That's <sighs> how
0: Well, that's because you're so smart, Sean, and we're so stupid. I, know. I, know. I know. So what's going on with the extortion of haraki uh, harakiri? You know what I mean? Like that's a big thing, and it's like, oh, you're extorting us. Uh, well,
1: a lot about this film is, I think it's, it's. To me, again, I don't want to get into this quite yet. But since you're bringing it up, Chris, I think that this film deals. The people a lot need to know, Sean. Like the Japanese culture and the histor the history of the Japanese culture and how things used to work back then, and I think it uses revenge as like a mechanic to like let us see that. But Harakiri was a very important part of Japanese culture. What was your question again? Oh, the uh, the, yeah, uh, you're not even an okay. Yeah. Oh, okay, no, so no let me oh, just... okay, you're saying what? So what they're talking, like fuck, like you have Harakiri, right? And so these samurais would show up at different houses, like the Lee Li clan, and say they're going to kill themselves, hoping in reality because they're poor and broke. This house, this house will just give them a little bit of food, give them a little bit of money, and send them on their way. But in Japanese culture, that's very disgraceful for certain people who like take their morals and their like culture very seriously. And in Japan, that's a huge segment of the population.
0: No, why so, is like, thing, then and they will they imply this? If you're movie their to the fire, then like that's not a very popular thing to be like trying to make an extra buck. bucks. Like, hey, okay, I'm gonna like commit suicide, and I'm like, like what? I but don't understand your,
2: your problem. They're implying understand. in this movie, well, not even implying, they say already in this movie that other clans have done this, like they've stopped guys from committing ritual suicide and given them jobs instead
1: and yeah. money. In the story of Chijiwa, that's what he wanted to happen, right? That's what he went to do. He thought that because he had heard it happen to other samurai, that if he went to this house and he just said that he was going to commit harakiri, they might just give him a little bit of food and a little bit of money, which is what he needed to help his son and send him along his way. But that's not how it turned out. It's like Russian roulette, man. Yeah, it definitely
2: is. It kind of is, yeah.
1: Okay, so a couple more things. The suit of armor that appears throughout the film is basically a metaphor for the movie. It symbolizes the power and majesty of the past, but it is ultimately empty. So how powerful can it really be? Yet, at the beginning of the film, it's the first thing we see, and at the end of the film, it's the last thing we see. It's a very important metaphor for what this movie is because it shows that even though you can stand up against, you know, history and against these clans and against oppression, and you can bring it down like, like uh, Sugo does by knocking the, the, uh, the armor down, eventually someone's gonna put it back up again. So it doesn't really matter. Which does not make this a very hopeful movie, unfortunately.
0: I'm sorry, what's it's the metaphor? Of hollow History?
1: Yeah, the um, we'll, we'll, we'll circle back to it or you can just listen in the edit again if you want to get back to it, Chris. Uh, <laughs> <asshole shot> <laughs> uh, the movie was extremely successful in Japan. It won a whole bunch of prizes, even around the world. Uh, critics and audiences loved it. Did it win, did it win the che- Teen Choice Award? It did not, <laughs> but when it went to Con, many people thought it was going to win the uh, Palm d'Or, but it lost to Viscontis the Leopard, which is an awesome movie, so it's hard to judge that. But it did, it did pick up the special jury prize. It's nice, isn't
2: Special it? jury but is what, like a critic's choice type of uh, deal? Not, like I think it's choice. like the
1: audience. It no might audience. be like an audience and award, I think, but I'm not 100%, you might want to double check that. this. That's <laughs> like a short list, audience. probably. I feel like Special Jerry's audience, but it might be critics. I feel like the Pond or is probably critics. This is a cool
0: movie because it is a timepiece.
1: People... Wait, I got like three more things. You can say that. Oh <laughs> my god,
0: okay, well, why don't you just let everyone know, like, where you're-
1: I will! When you're done! When I'm done! I love all saying,
0: the pauses, Sean, because it just lets me just like, oh, I, can't, I wonder what I'm gonna do with all this freaking dead air.
1: Kobayashi, when the director Kobayashi couldn't find a way to get the blocking of the bamboo uh harikari scene right. Uh, he couldn't figure the out the way one? to get the... Yeah, like the... the when the Chijiwa kills when, when you know. Chijiwa does it, yeah, couldn't get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because gross. it was... It, yeah, That's like surprisingly yeah, gory.
0: By the way, yeah. did they have the same rating system in Japan as
1: they did in uh, no. America?
0: I doubt it. No,
1: I, I don't, I know know. I don't Why would even know this have been
0: Because it would have been like PG over here. No.
1: It would have been really, no, this have been
0: really mature, I think, over here. Yeah. It's uh, gross. It's very realistic. I was watching it with, actually, a couple friends, friends, uh, and one of them pointed out that it uh, is very realistic, kind of, you know? It's, like, excruciatingly
2: slow in that scene. Like, deliberately slow. like Yeah. You feel... It's torturously slow. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, he couldn't figure out how to get the blocking of that scene right, but eventually uh, he decided that he would go home and get extremely drunk. And that's exactly what he did. Kobayashi Kobayashi went home, got extremely drunk, and then realized as he was stumbling all over the place that what Chichiwa needed to do was just simply fall over his sword for him to get the end of the scene right. So that's what he ended up doing. Uh,
0: I'd like to point out also that they steal that in uh, Friday the 13th, part four, the final chapter.
1: (laughs) Sorry, they steal what?
0: Goes through his eye? A bamboo Remember the, the 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 machete goes through um, an animatronic Jason's face, to, like through the eye. Oh, and well, like, <laughs> as it's like
1: bamboo. I don't understand the reference. How it's okay. to this movie? God, okay. Sean,
0: you're not even giving me <laughs> half an inch. You're not even. Getting... Okay. There are certain uh... things that were inspired by this movie. You see, one of them, surprisingly, because it's such a lowbrow film, one of the shittiest movies ever, Friday the Thirteenth <laughs> Part Four, with fucking yeah. uh, what's his face. Corey Feldman. The ending scene features a very similar death only I would like to think it's a homage a homage. you know there's a giant butcher's knife and it's uh, Jason's face basically all right you know this is all being cut out of the movie or <laughs> okay. of the uh, podcast <laughs> yeah, so, so like let this... me
1: just get the last two points out and then' we're, when we're good. Uh, with the release of this film Kobayashi officially became one of the golden children of the Golden Age of Japanese filmmaking along with the likes of Kurosawa who made seven samurai. And High and Low and Yasujiro Ozu who made Tokyo Story and Kenji Mizuguchi who made Yugetsu. Apparently Nakadi and the actor who played his nemesis in the film, Rentaro Mukuni who played uh, Saito I believe, they did not get along at first at all. So Kobayashi spoke with them and told them that he was going to stop filming until they figured out how to work with one another and they ended up holding back filming for three days so these guys could figure out their differences. Like, they literally shut down filming for three days just so these actors could figure out how they were gonna work with one another, which is basically <laughs> just unheard of.
2: Do you think that was legit, like, them figuring out? you think the director just wanted, like, three days off? Was, like, well, see <laughs> that's the thing, because then I
1: hear another story saying that that sword duel that he has at the end of the film with one of the three guards at the end the, of the film. The, like, final one? You know, yeah, the, the on awesome I'm in the grass or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that scene—he literally took like a week or something to shoot because he was just waiting for the right clouds. Every day he'd show up on set and he'd be like, nope, clouds aren't right. Not, we're not shooting today." And he was just waiting all that's the time. That's like such
2: a director flex. Like that's like a David Fincher move or something like that.
1: All right, those are my points, bud. Now we can get into what we feel like about this film, Chris. I can't wait. Tell us what do you think about the film *How to now that you've seen it for the first time.
0: Uh, well, as you know, Sean, around here, at take two plus we watch it twice. Because the first time, we are so blackout drunk, we can't even remember. <laughs> this is a sexy movie, okay? We can all agree on that. It is beautiful. Yeah. It, is. Mm-hmm. it is of the highest tier, quality-wise.
1: So, Chris, if there was one thing that stood out to you in this movie, what was it? Like, when you, what would cinematography. You
0: who, who did the cinematography for this movie, by the way?
2: It is Yoshio Miyajima.
1: Yeah. He mostly just he worked for this guy.
2: Basically, all of uh, Kobayashi's movies.
1: Yeah. One of the things I really liked about this film in terms of just like how it starts, it's just like the opening. I think like the opening shot of the suit of armor, like we're going back to that metaphor again, but it's just mm-hmm. so mysterious and ominous and like the music in the background. It's just like, and there's like that smoke just billowing the slam, around the yeah. uniform. It's just like, it's such an awesome shot. And then establishing uh, the suit of armor, just sitting there from the very first shot of the film, it gives the ending extra meaning when you rewatch the film the second time, because you know, at the end of the film, the main character destroys the, the suit of armor by throwing it at the, his opponents and like knocking it over. I mean, I guess at the end of the film, you do see it's already put back together, but it's like when you watch the like film- a the cover up, right? Yeah, it's a cover up basically. Yeah. Like when you watch it the first time and then you kind of forget about it for a while, cause I've only seen this movie twice and the last yeah. time I watched it was the second time and then you start the film again for this uh, the second time and that's the first thing you see You're like, oh shit, yeah. He's telling you from the very beginning that everything that happens in the story is pointless. You know, as soon as you see that that, that suit of armor just standing there and sitting there like, oh, so this story changed nothing.
2: Regardless changed of nothing. what Segumo does, the clan is going to survive and the samurai is going to survive beyond him yeah. as like a honorable thing. Yeah. You know, they really have no honor really by the end of it.
0: Here we are, we're talking about Heineken. This is so exciting. I drank. 15 Heinekens because I was so excited to see this movie. I called Heineken and asked if I could get a free copy and they sent me one. So Criterion, I'm not sure if you want to like talk to Heineken, but they're giving a free Criterion uh, Blu-rays of a uh, Heineken uh, the movie.
2: If they had gone with the original title of uh, Sepeku would you have gotten Sapporo beer instead? 100%.
1: No. Why don't we get into the scene? Why don't we talk about the bamboo disembalance scene? What did you guys think? How fucking hard was it to sit through that scene? Because I got to say, as somebody who watches everything there is in the world, even I find it very difficult to sit through this scene when he tries to I wasn't to sure what the fuck himself.
0: was happening at first, and then all the blood started happening.
1: <laughs> it's it's disturbing as shit. Like, it, it really is... fucking is. It really is. I mean, I don't get it looks... moved by anything. And it is this scene, I was like fucking, like, I was adjusting myself. I was trying to fucking compose myself. Because like it's 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 disturbing, man.
2: It looks fucking. T- I do love like it takes him a, a few tries just to even like cut into. Yeah,
1: his that's like, what that's it of, is. I think like, that's the takeaway. Like, it.
0: That is the takeaway from it is that it doesn't take as quickly as you would think it would, and in fact, that's why they have the second there is to kind of cut off your head. You've 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 performed a deed. Now it's time to have a quick release into the ancestry or whatever. Yeah.
1: The look you're giving me there a little bit, Chris, is I understand it. Because, like, the first time I watched this movie, like, that scene, it hit a little bit, but it didn't land. And the second time I'm watching that scene, I'm just like, fuck. Well, just added significance, though,
0: as to who that character is, what it all means. And so when you see it again, you have that perspective. But I think the first time in, for me, personally, I was a little confused as to the whole ceremonious nature of the suicide thing Mm -hmm. and, like, what it all means. And so he's kind of the introduction to all that. Mm -hmm. And again it was a little confusing it's like oh he has a bamboo sword he's trying to extort us and i'm trying to think of like what that all means Uh, and so i um wasn't sure really what was going on the first time i saw it well do you understand what it means now okay a movie like this right 1962 you have one chance of watching this movie that's it Well. Really, you know what I mean? Like Yeah, I know what likely. you mean. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's not, not a TV, it's not a often, DVD, yeah. there's
1: no VHS. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, like no, it'll play in your computer and then it's probably not right. coming back. Yeah.
0: So let me ask you this then. Was the movie because you saw Sean, you just mentioned it, the first mm-hmm. time you saw it, it didn't mm-hmm. land, but it was the second time. But would that a be a privilege scene, of the time and day where we can watch movies more than once on Take Two Plus? Which is just a second viewing where we really dig deep because we see it twice. <laughs> Uh, it's all about exactly the trial right. the the
1: sophistication you know what i think that entire scene like that harakiri scene with chijiwa um it's like this like and actually almost the entire film to that point there's this building sense of tension and dread through the entire first 40 minutes of this movie and you can feel it and that scene just caps it off and it's almost like this it's like the first 40 minutes of this movie is this like horror film Tyler,
0: what do
2: you think, man? I actually, we're comparing films in this scene. I saw Psycho as like the big comparison, in a sense, killing off your main character with a very visceral, uh, death scene, like forty minutes into the movie, and taking it in a bit of a new direction after that.
1: Yeah, that's true. Unfortunately, the direction this movie takes for about twenty minutes to thirty minutes is a little boring. But yeah, uh, that
2: part's a little slow. and they, you know, we we can to get to that in a, in a second. Like, uh, what else
1: do we guys like? What else do we like? Some students?
2: stuff like, that you know? I do love. I I love the idea of like these samurais at the palace being so obsessed with honor that they lose sense of like yeah. compassion, like human decency. Like to them, it's more honorable to force someone to kill. Hey, did you take
0: that from uh, Karate Kid?
2: Uh, wax on, uh, wax off. You are know,
0: a lot of honor, but not a lot of compassion.
2: Is that actually from Karate Kid?
0: I feel it's like no mercy. We'll like now he has the commercials with like the Koala it's like show mercy. Cobra Kai
2: yeah this is actually just like a segue to Cobra Kai that I'm trying to I face. believe this is the like, prequel to uh, yeah Cry pretty Kai. much yeah. But no, I like the idea that the, the samurai here in living in the palace, see forcing someone to kill themselves with a bamboo sword more honorable than like giving him a little bit of money or a job or like helping him out. Like Let me ask you this oh, though: see,
1: like I didn't get that from the film. I thought like I, from my reading the film is they know it's not. They're like we're going to enjoy. This. I mean, I think you see it's what both. I mean. I like, think they're the I think they they're lying the to themselves like, in like, a sense. Like I think
2: yeah, like I think they're rationalizing I mean? like, it a little bit they under maybe under the.
1: They basically like you know what? We're bored as shit. You want to kill yourself? let's watch like, well, that's, you know like what? that's basically at, what you get right. I think they're forcing everyone nothing. to watch no,
2: so that word will no get out objects around them that we're not gonna give you if you come to our house asking for Harry, you're right there is that element to it we're too. gonna force you to do
1: it there is and i think it's like it's it's both of them for them right like they, they know that's gonna happen they know it's not mm-hmm. gonna do this and make them look strong but guess what it's gonna entertain the shit out of us and we're gonna watch right. this motherfucker do it with a piece of bamboo like it's gonna be amazing. Okay, I amazing. guess
2: what I'm saying is I like that their sense of honor is like perverted in a samurai film that generally like honors such a heavy portion of samurai films. All right,
0: Sean, can you uh, tell Tyler what to do, please?
1: <laughs> Tyler, why don't you tell us about what we might not have liked about this film? Why don't we All start right. a few little things? Huh? So, what, are th- what are a few
0: things that, for you, objectively?
2: I mean, I think there's a reason for it and it's part of the pacing, but the stuff with Chijiwa's wife and son is definitely the slowest parts of the film. I guess it would I think we can
1: even broaden that up a bit and just say act. and say flashback. You know what I mean? Like, in a storytelling yeah, sense, some of the you never want to use flashback. Yeah, flashback. This, it, it, that was, this yeah. film is comprised of them. Yeah. Like, it's, it's almost completely not even, comprised of them.
0: The part I think is, is that poor really, storytelling?
1: It's not great storytelling. Depends. It's not great. It's not Yeah. Great.
2: But at the same time, like the opposite would be to tell it just linearly. And I don't think that's as interesting as a film.
1: Right, that's true too. But here's like, and this is what, um, and now I can't remember the, the oh, uh, Hashimoto. This is what Hashimoto's argument was, is that as long as the flashback revealed new information to the audience, that it should be—it shouldn't even count as a flashback. It shouldn't matter. Yeah. It's just propelling the story forward. And I agree with him in that regard. I do. Yeah. My problem is, is that really a lot of the stuff we see in the flashbacks, especially with his, uh, with his daughter and Jijiwa uh, as a son-in-law and the child. Yeah. It's uh, a lot of that could be inferred or suggested, and we can yeah. just move this pace along so much faster, and really latch on to that first forty minutes that are just so awesome and amazing, yeah. and not have to just like slam on the brakes the first forty minutes and the last like twenty thirty minutes of this movie are amazing. Yeah, but, like, I agree those it's first... the weakest part.
2: I think even well, two. I'll give two things in defense of it that I like. I love the contrast of Sugumo between seeing him like happy with his. Uh, like new mm-hmm. grandson and newlywed daughter and son-in-law versus when he's Plus just kind of like could, dead behind the eyes. You could do that
1: and then get a taste of it, right? Yeah, you then, could
2: definitely right? shorten it. I'm not saying that, but yeah. I'm saying I do like that there's that contrast. I like that uh, you learn later, like an hour into the movie that while Chijiwa was being forced to commit ritual suicide. His wife and like son were dying at home. Like That makes that even more heartbreaking than it already is. I do like For that. Sure. The one part I don't really think is needed in the flashbacks at all, I mean it's fine, but you could cut it out as the stuff where you learn uh, about Chijiwa's like father and his connection to Segumo. I don't know if that's that necessary.
1: See, I could argue that you could to really like shore oh. this up, you could keep that connection. And just, like, the connection between, like, the you know, this man and this, his brother at arms and then, yeah. like, taking in his son once he dies. And yeah. then use that and drop the daughter, drop the baby, just have this connection with this man. I don't know just the man,
2: but, but having the daughter and the and the son but dying with him begging can... for his life, basically, in the fortress is so heartbreaking. Like, it, it, it
1: adds so much texture to what he's doing there in the first place. Yes, it does make that a little bit more heartbreaking. I give that to you. But you could still get this, this fear of like, you could still play it where he was just going there to try and get some money because he himself was starving or his and his father was starving. And he right. was just trying to get some money for them. And like you could still get that, not maybe quite as hard. Yeah, but, you could but still then get you lose feeling, all the and stuff. You could save of, so much time. But then you lose so all the
2: stuff time. of Chijiwa asking for like one or two days' reprieve because you think he's just a coward at the beginning of the film, and then you realize oh, he actually probably wants to go say goodbye to his family. That's
1: but that. you could still no, you wouldn't lose that. He could still want to go and say goodbye to his father. Well,
2: you just said to not have the wife and the kid in the movie at all, so you can't. But I'm
1: just saying you out. you anchor the re- the film on the relationship of this man who raised this child. I mean, he's basically his son, right? He is. Yeah. He married. Well, he a mom was- his, he his, was his daughter, the godfather yeah but like you could i'm just saying like and if you wanted to make this film i think tighter and and just slightly that much better you would just shore that up by focusing it on <laughs> yeah. that relationship i mean it. obviously i'm just like i'm just yeah yeah okay no right i i like whatever, it for the like, pacing like,
2: and the contrast but i agree if you're going to cut anything from the film it's from yeah. that section summary of those flashbacks
1: yeah honestly that's really my only my issue with the film the other thing i would say is that just in general neither like the lee clan nor sugomo had a good plan in general in this movie. Like, I don't know what their plans were in this film. Like, the Lee clan is just like, we know he's probably planning something, but let's just see what happens. And Sugomo really? was like, basically, I'm just gonna tell these guys my story and then I'm gonna kill them all. Like, I mean, what's his plan really? Like, it's it's. The, well, I think his plan really was also plan. to point
2: out. I don't think he necessarily wanted to kill them. He wanted to point out the hypocrisy and that he's taking these guys top notch. Exactly, and
1: but and like at the in same day, point, before. he tries to take them on. He's like, and there's a chance, like. well yeah he is like
0: he he is so so badass man yeah
1: with those flashbacks of how he takes like the top nuts like you're like he's gonna fucking do this like he's gonna bug and take this entire my money's on this too and then he gets his ass kicked which is amazing i think (laughs) like he literally gets his ass kicked like he kills four people and like that's it like he gets his ass handed to him at the end of this movie and like it's tragic it's tragic oh that's one of the things i liked about it (laughs)
2: Uh, I do love speaking of like the tragedy of it and this is something I like so I'm going back and I apologize but it's just like one very simple line when uh, they try to like call him out thinking like he's not going to commit uh, Sateku there like they're trying to say you know we know guys have tried to do this in the past and he just says he doesn't say he's going to commit Harry Carey but it's like oh I've come here with every intention of dying he basically kind of foreshadows what he's gonna do but in a very like roundabout badass way I, like, don't worry i will die today maybe not how you think but i will die today
1: there's an interview with that actor who talks about the dialect and the tone that he uses in the film and how it's really like uh almost like kabuki in effect or something but also how it was something that was like I mean, he was not used to it as somebody coming from theater but it was like a it, it was a stylized effect that had been used before he, yeah. he kind of talked about
2: it and he was like a like a modern actor compared to like the kabuki and no stuff that was
0: more traditional in theater at the time, right?
1: There's lots of different acting forms in Japan. There's so many different like, and they're very strict. Because in it like seems what very can different
0: do. than Western acting stuff It is. It is. Yeah.
1: It's, it's more it's
0: sharp, sharply, dramatically. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, obviously, I think over time that's changed, right? I think modern Japanese films, for the most part, aren't really like that anymore. Although, to be fair, I don't watch a lot of modern Japanese films why don't we why don't we talk about where would this movie ranks i think we probably i mean so i don't like the fucking question yeah. i know it's, it's unfortunate right now Obviously all right um
0: right loved the movie had a few issues at the end of the day i rate it number one
1: but what do you think <laughs> like, I, like if you project that into the future what do you think do you think this movie is going to stay at the top or do you think it's going to fall uh four or
0: five yeah
1: i guess tyler what do you think like what, how, how much fan yeah. power dealing
2: with uh, it's tough I think Chris Nolan right, that's probably going to up somewhere in the middle of the pack cuz like on the one hand I think it's a deeper film than some of the other stuff on the list my own yeah. choices included and it's more uh a piece of art I guess if you want to say that yeah. but then on the other hand there's films that are a lot more like rewatchable like I've definitely seen John Wick more times than I've seen no, But Harry but, but, Harry.
0: but that's the question though is is is, is how does this stand? Not so much, yeah. As a revenge, a revenge. Movie. Film. As a revenge so, like, so I was gonna
1: say, like, I think this is a first-rate film, but how does it stack up as a revenge film? And like, the more I don't I think, think it does, film, Tyler. I think the idea catch of me outside. Is, how about that? As a plot device. <laughs> no, I, I kind of agree with Chris. I think revenge is used as kind of a plot point. And it's not used as like the theme of this film. The theme is more about history and, and Japanese culture. The it's like about the, pointing about class out hypocrisy structure.
2: through revenge. Yes, I agree. But if you guys didn't think it was a revenge movie, you should have vetoed it last week.
1: No, uh, no, well, no, none no, of no, us no. have actually <laughs>
0: seen it, entirely. I'm
1: not saying. I was referring to your weird. Don't don't get. <laughs> Don't get tight, Tyler. Don't. Get, I'm not
0: gonna get. That. Don't I'm just get, saying. Yeah, Tyler. That's what they say. Don't I'm get tight. I'm just saying.
2: Now we are hey. judging these films based on which films we think we like the most for whatever reason, not based on what is the most revenge. Tyler, film.
1: no matter what happens, you get number one this week, Bud.
0: That's no matter
1: true. what happens. Hey, I'm, hey. Just hey, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I bet saying
0: you thought as far as correspondent being number one that week. This Fuck might you, Sean. last
1: longer than that. This might last longer I hope than so. that. We'll see. Like I as don't, a I, revenge film, I just don't know if it's as integral as a. Like it's more of a plot device than it is like a thematic. And
0: so you're saying like, uh, Tyler's disqualified?
1: No, no, it's not. It's. <laughs> but what's wrong with it being a plot, plot device
0: it. instead of being? Uh, I
1: thematic. think I think having both is the best case scenario. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying you you, you can have movies where it's both, and I don't I think, think having
2: it is. Both it, it. Having a great movie is the best case scenario,
1: regardless of. Uh, what the key is. Well, we'll see. We'll see. So we'll uh, see for all of our listeners,
0: we'll we 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 this, uh, and you can uh, check out our. Um, draft episode the question was asked do we take the top film like are we looking for the best films with revenge in it or are we looking for strictly the best revenge films this is probably the best film with revenge in it
1: but I would not say
0: it's the best revenge film on you no, I see what, what, you're, saying. I
1: you see what you're saying I don't ultimately think this is even the best film we have on this list it might be it might be and but it's but also like, it
0: in fairness, like this film is. You gotta admit, though, Good, to Bad, and the Ugly is it, more it's revenge film than film. Nice. So you guys vetoed no, that? No, 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 me, Sean? no, I don't. 100% I, that. Shut the that fuck at all. up.
1: I don't agree with that. <laughs> I at all. disagree but, with you on that. But your pick next week, Once Upon a Time in the West, might be. Might be. In this film, the victim is who do you guys say? Who's the victim in this film? To me, it's Tujiwa. The audience. Tujiwa right? uh, is, <laughs> is the victim in this film. The Avenger is Sugomo. Right, that's the uh, the adventure in this film, and the target clan. Like, who is the target of his wrath? Is the Lee clan, and he only ends up killing four of them. That's just I like, think just, it's a I'm well. I think him. it
2: starts with the being the first three guys that he takes a top notch from, and then a the larger aspect. It's the Lee, but he doesn't clan. kill
1: those three guys, right? Now they do end up dying because they have to make commit them
2: kill themselves. They have to commit Harry, so he does. Do he right doesn't now.
1: kill them. So yeah, but it's not so, so much seven. about he's got seven revenge. killed.
2: But I don't think revenge has to be just murder, like revenge. Be- no,
1: no, no, I know. I'm just keeping track of this as a running thing for we can compare right. the rest of the movie. Um, right? But what I'm saying he's is, he got like I seven kills
2: in this film. I think it. He starts with it starts small with the three guys that he takes the top knot from. It's a little bigger when he takes on the whole clan, and then it's even bigger when he's basically take on taking on the entire like system of government and feudalism. Okay, you get, put you're in getting a little position.
1: metaphorical with that last one, yeah. but yes, I agree. Well, with you. Is this movie uh,
2: not metaphorical though? <laughs>
1: No, you're right. The entire movie is. The other thing I think we should do is always target, uh, what does this film say about vengeance? And I think what this film does say about vengeance is that it's justifiable in certain situations, but it's ultimately not that effective in accomplishing anything other than satiating yourself in the moment. Revenge is best served by making a point, i.e. taking the top knots, than it is an eye for an eye, so to speak. Thank you for not like making that revenge. totally
0: obvious that you're reading it. All right, here's the thing.
1: Wow. Contri- good bucket. Chris,
0: tell us what you think about the revenge in this film. Well, that's just it. I was wondering, I was going to ask you guys, like, is for revenge movies, this one included, like, is revenge quantitative? Like, can we, like, see, oh, this person got more revenge than on this person, I think right? we can
1: look at that. Is it, it a body, body count? Is-
0: or is it, like,
1: I'm not saying that it is. it Or it isn't. But I think that's something we should track and just use as our judgment for when we're these things. Yeah,
2: I don't know, yeah. but like I think this film like the revenge is specifically not satisfying in this movie intentionally because it gets swept under the rug and they hide everything. You're says. right.
1: It is. It is absolutely. It's but that could be more tragedy. profound
0: than something and where it is eye for an eye, where, where he kills like ever clean. Yes. Exactly. clean right? I
1: agree with you. If this film used revenge as the theme, which it doesn't really, it's really a more of a device. And that's why I think ultimately it doesn't quite accomplish that. It uses well, Sean's it right. Everyone else is
0: wrong. Uh, thank you for listening to Take Two Plus. Uh, <laughs> fuck you.
1: That's not what I think Sean's just introducing
2: body counts because he's got John Wick on his list and he's going to be like, well, it's got a lot body, oh, no, body counts. So it's clearly no. the best movie. I
1: didn't even think about that until yeah. this moment. He went no, with 1,500
0: body counts. Like, <laughs> literally literally pounds, the count equivalent counting. of three small towns. Mm-hmm. As I was saying
2: way earlier, I think this one went up somewhere in the middle because it is an exceptional film, but it
0: doesn't necessarily have this rewatchability. Uh, I agree with Tyler. I think that this is a really great movie. It would probably be midway on the road. Like, I mean, it is it is going to be
1: difficult, I think, uh, moving forward because... Well, for instance, next week's film is Once Upon a Time in the West. Yeah. That's yeah. an amazing 66. movie.
0: That's a great movie. That's
1: an amazing movie. Is it a Does good it have... revenge movie? That's it... That's the question. And it's been a yeah. long time since I've watched it. So we'll find out. Yeah, two hours and 45 minutes. We'll
0: see. <laughs> All right. Well, whatever. Fuck you. Anyway, so uh, thank you for listening to J2 Plus. Uh, this was the episode on uh, Heineken. Uh, this is the first episode of our Revenge Draft series. Right, everyone? Uh, you'll You'd be, be ahead of your fool time. Not to listen to One next day. week. A stupid fool. Oh, yes. Uh, and again, if we remember from last week, if you love us, you keep listening. And we love you more and more every episode. Do the sign up. You're good. getting tired. Chao.